What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We are hanging out here all over the radio airwaves in Conroe. This is Corey DLG. With me as usual, little brother Nico. That's me. That is you. Uh, you recently got promoted to little brother Nico. Congratulations on that. That's, that's a big, that's a big step up. <laughs> Would you like to thank any of the little people who helped you along the way or anything? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you may as well. <laughs> like, I feel like Dorothy never thanked them, but I like, I feel like they didn't do a whole lot. Dang. I mean, like, name one munchkin. I feel like the mayor had a name. I mean, the movie's 90 years old. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I feel like the mayor had a name. Right, but you couldn't name them. No, no. But I feel like he was like, I'm Mayor Todd, Mayor of Munchkin Town. Like, for all we know, they could have all been named Munchkin. Or the other way, they could have all said their names and I don't remember. Right. So either you're the worst or they're terrible. So, Oh, we all know how that's going to go. Not in your favor? <laughs> oh, oh. Are we betting Munchkin on this one? <laughs> oh... Um. <laughs> all right, man. So, what's been going on? Anything fun happened for you this week? Uh, yeah, we had the new like every big relevant card game I played was like, hey, we're gonna have a giant drop this weekend. Hope you have enough money in your wallet, and then like walked away. Well, that's nuts, man. You usually you get pretty involved in all that stuff. Um, pretty, it's pretty intense. We had Yu-Gi-Oh drop their biggest set of the year. Dragon Ball drop their like new mechanic, new set, new format. Who this? And then I can't remember what the other one was. There's one other. Oh, uh, Weishwartz dropped uh, their new Attack on Titan set, and I'm just like, oh my god, so much stuff. <laughs> what do I do? It's interesting that none of them moved away from the other ones, though. Like if it were a movie or a video game, they would like move their release dates. Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't want to do competition. They're like, no, we know you spend money. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for it. We want all the dough. Yeah, so like, probably like at least two, or if not all three, are probably some of the biggest releases this year. So like, it's pretty intense. A lot of money. A lot of people. Like just today, like. We, I saw, like, four cases be opened of different things. It was wild. Crazy time. Yeah, it is weird. That is, that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of cards. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cards. I love it. This is what <laughs> I live for. It's nuts. That's crazy. Um, I've been... Uh... Perusing the various streaming stuff as always. Classic move. Classic. Uh, Netflix recently started streaming. Okay, I think this is crazy. All right. So I'm on basically all of these different streaming apps. Mm -hmm. None of the current Spider Man trilogy, Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home, none of them uh, are available to stream anywhere for free. Yeah, why would That's, they be? Well, I don't know why they wouldn't be. 
Also, most of the other Spider-Man aren't like uh, the Amazing Spider-Man one. I saw it was up for streaming, and then uh, I think I saw the other day Spider the the original Spider-Man trilogy is on Netflix as well, and that's basically it. Like for the most part, the Spider-Man stuff isn't out. I think that's very weird. Anyway. Morbius just dropped on Netflix. Morbius. Um, and I'm beginning to morb the the big morb. It's morbin time. <laughs> Funny story: the guy who that like that originated that tweet is uh he does Yu Gi Oh content on YouTube. Does he? That's yeah. Like he's a he's a he's a big deal in the Yu Gi Oh scene. Very funny. That's funny. I honestly I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they. It's not a very good movie. Like <laughs> I really enjoy the fact that like it got it like this like weird second wind, and then all the Sony execs were like, "No, it'll do great. Like we'll just re-release it, and then cost them millions of dollars." Yeah, I don't know who got in their ear and was like, it, because it's meme famous, it'll be movie famous. But yeah. whoever that person is, they're awesome. Like, I hope they still have their job. Oh, they definitely <laughs> don't. But <laughs> you like convinced them it was their idea, so they fired themselves. They're like, I have to leave the company. <laughs> it was... And he's sitting There's... in his cubicle like, I told him to do that. Did he really believe me? <laughs> There's nothing good about this movie. Like, I'm really weirded out that Jared Leto read the script and was like, yeah, I'll do this. I really... No, there is one thing that... There's one good thing that came out of Morbius. And that was everyone realized that Jared Leto is a bad person. Ooh, is that is that your stance? Jared Leto's a bad person? Yeah. You didn't hear all the crazy stories that came out about it? Like, Morbius specifically? <laughs> Uh, I know he's got like a weird island where he lives with a bunch of women, but if I was the lead singer of an awesome rock band and I was a weird eccentric actor dude, I don't know that I wouldn't also have an island of people too. Like, I don't know. It's tough to say what I would do if I was a weirdo. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no. I'm not talking about the, uh, like, yeah, fine. You're a, a very attractive rock star. Sure, whatever. Have your island of women. I understand. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't be mad at him for that. I mean, I'm talking about like his weird method acting, and like he would use crutches, like because the character was disabled oh, in the beginning. I do remember you talking about this. Like, and, it like, would take him so long to get on the set that they started having people carry him. Yeah, not only did it do that, like it cost him several days of production because he wouldn't stop. Ugh. Like, he would take them to go to the bathroom, it would take them hours, it would push delays, and like people would be there forever. Like, He's not a good person. <laughs> well, so, okay. That is a jerk thing to do. Um, but that is method acting. Like, that's what those people do. Nick Cage one time, I don't remember what the movie role is, but he's playing a guy whose face is all messed up. And so to get ready for the role, he literally covered his face in bandages and went out and, like, did stuff. And he was at dinner with his family, sitting at the table in a nice restaurant because his family's all wealthy, right? They're all directors and stuff. He's sitting there at this table... And his face is covered in bandages, and one of his family members just starts yelling at him because everyone in the restaurant's looking at him like a weirdo. 
Yeah, but you see, that doesn't harm anyone. There's a difference between... Doesn't it? I mean, that kind of embarrasses your whole family. Aren't you being an extra jerk at that point? Like, that's yeah, taking your you homework can, to the public. You can embarrass your family. That is not my problem. My problem <laughs> is is wasting other people's, like, valuable time and product. Like, he costs Sony money just because he wanted to do something for the bit. Like... Well, um... Wesley Snipes essentially hijacked Blade 3 for the same reason. Yeah, but Blade 3 is awesome. It is awesome. But so took, your argument is invalid. He took his method acting because he plays Blade exactly like you see him you know, on, on screen. So he's this a-hole everywhere on set. Um, and it got to the point where he wouldn't uh, open his eyes on if the director was looking at him because they were mad at each other. That's actually really funny. So they would CGI his eyes open for stuff? Nice. Or they would use... They used his stunt... It got to the point where they were using his stunt double for everything but close-ups. That's amazing. They would shoot like 90% of the scene with the stunt double and then call Wesley Snipes on set and do like his dialogue specifically. But like he would only communicate in post-it notes with uh, David S. Goyer, the director of Blade 3. But they even shot like an, an ending that sets up the Night Stalkers, Brian Reynolds, Jessica Bill's little team, mm-hmm. because originally Blade's supposed to die. And Blade got so angry that he like he told the studio he would do zero press for the movie if they left the original ending in. And then he took out like an ad in one of the magazines, I believe. Like, you know, they have magazines that are like relevant to the entertainment community. He like took out an ad, like calling out the studio for killing him off after him being loyal to them for two movies or something. And so they they changed the ending back. I love it. That's phenomenal. Be petty. It's super petty. It's like there's all these stories of actors doing that. I don't know, like. Like okay, the reason the reason I always felt really strongly about why I think method acting is just like you just don't have to do it is uh, who was it? Is it Samuel Jackson that was like method acting is stupid? You guys just want to be jerks for fun? Yeah, there's a couple actors who have said that publicly where they don't enjoy working with method actors at all. But then there's still Daniel Day Lewis, who I think the world kind of agrees is the greatest actor ever, or like the most respected or prestige actor, maybe. Um, when he did Lincoln, Steven Spielberg called him Mr. President on set. Nice. I mean, if you can get Steven Spielberg to think you're Abraham Lincoln, I don't know what else, like, yeah, but or what they say you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, I always feel like method acting is like you're method acting Abraham Lincoln and method acting. I my character sucks, so I'm just going to be terrible. Two very different things. Yeah, method acting Abraham Lincoln versus method acting Doctor Michael Morbius, a Spider-Man character. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I, I don't disagree with that part. Let me ask you this thing. Let's extrapolate that to sports a little bit because this is the other thing that people always talk about in sports. Is mm-hmm. like, um, there are a lot of people who were like, "Oh, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving was right uh, to not get vaccinated because." He's, he's free to have his opinions and beliefs, which is true, just like method acting, right? Like you're free to want to be a method actor. But it does have an impact on the set, just like him choosing that had a massive impact 
on the entire makeup of the Nets. I mean, James Harden asked for a trade. Kevin Durant pitches a fit. Kyrie Irving tried to negotiate a new deal where he only plays 60 games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it affected everything. Yeah. Uh, um. Sorry, do you feel like there are times when people should be maybe just a little bit more aware of the team nature of the project they're doing? Oh, 100%. Like, it's really, like, even even in, like, our small group, there's two of us, or when there's there's three of us with Colton with their new uh, Battle Red show, like, like, us not communicating or us not saying something, like, being like, oh, hey, I'm going to be busy this weekend is, like, a, is a big deal to everyone involved. No, I, I agree. I think it's interesting, you know, when these guys kind of, you know, um, I'm trying to because think of like, you want, uh, every organization, like, okay, if I you're got, a I hired people, Tracy okay, Brady, when he was with the Rockets, he found out that they were probably about to trade him to the Clippers for Baron Davis. He didn't want to go to the Clippers, so instead, he uh, got voluntary knee surgery. That his physician said he needed, but the Rockets team doctor said he didn't need. And he did it during the season so he wouldn't be tradable. I love being petty. And that's that's basically what that boils down to, right? Like that's pettiness. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it's yeah, you're not that's not anything that you should have done. Yeah, you that was I don't want to be a clipper. Like <laughs> I don't want to do that. Although I do love the idea that there's somehow an NBA team that's so bad to be on that you're like, I'd rather have knee surgery than be on, be on the Clippers. Like some people, they just they're dedicated. They're they're just like, not not today, fam. You know what I would do in stuff like that? I would do it the other way. Like I would let them trade me to the Clippers, and then when I got to LA, pass my physical, then I would go get knee surgery. Yeah, maybe. But maybe they just didn't want to. He just didn't want the hassle of leaving, so he's like, "Well, well, because this is definitely a big looks middle like finger. it's looks like it's knee time." <laughs> yeah, I mean, nicely done. I see what you did there. Uh, but it definitely like that's a bigger middle finger to the team you're still gonna be on. Like, hey, Everyone, Rockets, you every- tried to trade me. I got knee surgery, and now you're stuck with me. Like, how is that? How do you think that's gonna end? It's like it's like a kid being like. Or like a kid like jumping in a big puddle of mud. It's like, now what are you gonna do? It's like, well, you're still gonna sit in the car, but now you've just made everything worse. Yeah, you've just ruined my day now. Like you're still a kid. Like I can't punch you like I want to. So yeah, I just sort of I you know I'm intrigued by that. Like the idea of just kind of the big middle finger to everybody. Johnny Depp famously. This is why they Disney didn't doesn't want to do any more pirate movies with them. Uh, it's got less and less to do with all the bad press and all the Amber Heard and all the, you know, alleged things. And it's got a lot to do with he was such a train wreck that by the fourth movie, he was drunk all night and sleeping in and he wouldn't show up on set until like two and he wouldn't be ready to shoot until like four. Uh, they literally would just have spotters at his house. And when he started to move, the spotters would radio ahead. So they could all move to position so that when he walked on the set, they could just start shooting immediately. Nice. I mean, that's a mess. Like, that's... Yeah. 
And that's he, a big, big mess. Right. So Jared Leto was a jerk, huh? Yeah. You know, the movie, like, the movie is just a mess structurally, by the way. Like, it doesn't make any sense, the movie. I. Okay. So, well, you know what? Like, it's, it's, it's been on Netflix for like two weeks. I've been avoiding it. Like, I've been trying to find other stuff to watch instead of it because that's how much I was like. Like, like, it keeps popping up. Like, every other, like, you skip like two movies, it's like whatever, something else, Netflix original, Morbius. Something yeah, like, else, something else, Morbius. <laughs> every time I would finish stuff, like, it lists three movies that it, it's basing the algorithm on you, right? Like, yeah. based on what I watch. And so like, Morbius you really is in watch the three Morbius. every time. Yeah. It's like, you love superhero garbage. Here's some real superhero garbage for you. Did you just finish watching a political drama? You should watch Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Did you rewatch Westman for the ninth time? How about Morbius? And it's like, I mean, that Morbius doesn't make for- sense, but you do know me. Morbius for president. That's right, baby. It's Morbid time! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but instead of transforming into a living vampire, he transforms into a public servant. <laughs> he just transforms into doc, uh, President Dr. Bartlett. Yeah. Why not? Um, <laughs> so I do have a, like, okay. So they, he has a rare blood disease. Mm-hmm. Only through the genius of his mind has been able to keep him and his best friend who grew up in the same Sad, sick orphanage is him. Um, he's kept them both alive much longer than either one of them should have lived. He rejects a Nobel Peace Prize uh, for creating something called artificial blood that, like, everyone can use to, like, when they are having wounds and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So people people around the world know and love him. He's a, he's a genius. Um, he uses vampires that he captures... Um, to figure out this workaround for his blood issue, and he cures himself. Okay. Yep. However, when he does so, he turns himself into a vampire. The living vampire. A living vampire. He's no longer undead. He's not. He is. He's, he's cured the undead problem. He's now just a vampire problem. Uh, here's the first issue. The first issue is when he goes to drink people. When he goes to drink their blood, he takes all their blood. He kills these people every time he drinks blood, okay? Uh, so, yes. so midway through the movie, his motivation is to cure himself of either the vampirism or of needing human blood. So he's using the artificial blood that he's already created. However, his body's becoming resistant to it, and it's not having the effects aren't lasting as long. And so he's on a timeline. He knows eventually he'll have to drink human blood, and he's trying to avoid doing that. Um, meanwhile, his friend, the other one who has the same disease, he injects himself with the serum. He now has the vampirism. He's been going around and just killing people, enjoying, like, indulging in the power of the whole situation. Which is fine. Like, whatever. Be a vampire. I mean, it's a movie. It's cool. Um... <laughs> Eventually, it becomes this personal battle between the two of them, though. Um, and when that happens, uh, the bad vampire kills the love interest in the movie. Well, wounds her. So, while Michael Morbius is trying to save her, he also, like, his little alarm is going off and his artificial blood is wearing off. And she's like, it's okay, just use this. Use this. Don't waste it, though. 
So then he just drinks the rest of her blood and is rejuvenated and uses that rejuvenated powers to fight the other vampire. And he kills him with a cure. Um, But at no point have they addressed the fact that when he drinks people's blood, he murders them. And he just leaves after that. He's just like, da-na-na, da-na-na. And he flies off and he's Morbius. Um, And they cue the music. The end. (laughs) This is the best movie ever. (laughs) There's a real kind of like, what? (laughs) Isn't he, doesn't he still murder people? What is, what are they going to do about that? Yeah, but see, but when he murders people, he feels bad. That's how you know he's a good character and a good conscience. Well, he makes so he poisons the other one to death. He makes a solution that'll kill the vamp, that'll kill the person. He makes two vials of it, but he never gives himself the other vial. He just flies away. <laughs> yeah, he'll use it on himself when he becomes evil later. <laughs> so then, the whole post credits it's about Michael Keaton's Vulture character from Spider Man One: Homecoming. Um. Appearing in the Sony Spider Verse, okay, mm-hmm. the one that has the Tom Hardy Venom and the, now the Jared Little Morbius. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time he appears in a jail cell, and he just makes a joke. I hope the food's better here. And um, then they they're like they run like a, a news headlines like a mysterious person who just randomly appeared in an empty prison cell has a hearing scheduled for today to probably release from prison. His name is Adrian Toomes. And so then it's another one that's, for whatever reason, Jared Little's driving a car now. I don't know why he would do that. The dude was flying last time you see him. Um, he was morbid out, dude. I don't know what to tell you. So now he's driving a sports car. It looks like a car commercial, honestly. Uh, like, you remember, like, those, you know, those, those Buick ones where Matthew McConaughey is just mumbling to himself while he drives? Yeah, and he's like, he's like, here, here. Buick, and you're like, what? What was that, Matthew? He's like, apricots, Texas sky. All right, all right, all right. Buick. And people were like, he made a classic. What? Is what it just black and white? What are we, like, I don't even know what car he's driving. Like, <laughs> so Morbius is driving around, and he just drives into the countryside, and then Michael Keaton lands in another version of the Vulture suit. Which is weird. Let's take a moment for this, okay? In Spider-Man Homecoming, the other guy is the guy who builds all the tech. Yeah, how does he have a new suit? So how does he have a whole new... And remember, it's not a suit. Not like a small thing. These are giant wings. When he lands, he, he basically parks a small fighter jet vertically on the ground and then steps out of it. Like, it's a whole apparatus, pretty intense so like wh- who where did it come from who made that did adrian tombs build a whole new vulture set like an hour after they let him out of jail maybe he had it like on lock and he just was like i'll give it to him later well no because the whole gimmick is that he winds up in a new dimension he's not from here maybe i don't know <laughs> that's a fair point i don't even think about that they literally went to the trouble of saying in the other stinger, guy, mysterious person who appeared in the cell allegedly calls himself Adrian Toomes. 
likely to be released from prison. <laughs> First of all, if somebody just shows up at a jail, they don't tell anybody. They just kill them. Yeah, that, or just leave them there. Yeah, who's going to go, hey, yesterday we had 190 guys, today we have 191? Should we let that guy out? No. Who would, <laughs> even, who would they even notify of that? Like, there's like a whole like system of stuff, but like, they probably wouldn't care. They'd be uh, like, man, we've gotten it, we've gotten it wrong a lot of times. Here's how much they wouldn't care. Are you ready for this? So this is some yay Texas stuff. A news story broke today, uh, yesterday, that there's about a hundred teens jailed in, I guess, the various children's detention centers that we have here in Texas, like mm-hmm. for. Uh, children criminals in the juvenile centers or whatever yeah we're so strapped for guards for those centers that first of all during the week uh from 4 30 to 8 from 4 30 p.m to 8 a.m many of the children are not like released from their cells to go to the restroom apparently they don't have restrooms in their cells which means a lot of the kids are going on their food trays or using bottles for like overnight situation. And then during the weekend, so the other so the reason they're able to do it during the week is because the guards are there, plus there are mentors, teachers, and counselors there on site during the week. On the weekend, the mentors, the teachers, and the counselors are all gone. It's just the guards. They don't have enough people. Some kids don't get released from their cells all weekend. So, first of all, I don't know what crime these people could have committed that would be so awful that they need to go through that for any length of time. Um, But beyond that, if Texas is letting kids out to go to the bathroom, I'm going to care that one more guy is in a prison. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't think it's even going to make it to the supervisor level. Yeah, they're like 191. And they're, the guy turns and is like, has it always been 191? And they're and like, look like, at yesterday's sheet, it's 190, and they just kind of shrug. <laughs> they just like scribble the one at the end of that one and was like, <laughs> thumbs up, and they're like, yeah, that sounds right. More accurate, they just wouldn't bring him meals or anything when they only get 190 meals moved in. Right, yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, I haven't eaten in like four days. And it's like, because you're not on the list, bro. Get on the list. We'll bring you a meal, okay? Uh, how do I get on the list? I don't know, bro. I just work here. Look, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I just follow them. <laughs> right. So, yeah, more than likely, Adrian, <laughs> if Morbius was any kind of a real movie, man who wasn't who wasn't identified dies in prison. <laughs> Man claiming to be tombs now in tomb, like boom, like that's that's just where we're at, guys. Like that that ending doesn't make any sense. No, none of it. I just I just like the ability. Like, like you really could have said like he went morbid time, and like that was the entire movie. Like that sounds about accurate. I just love the idea that they were that they they memed they mean bombed the stuffing out of this movie and Fox was like, or Sony, I mean, Sony was like, they love us. 
they really love us. It was the definition of they're laughing with us. This is great. And it's like, <laughs> oh, how naive. <laughs> That's coming from the guy who was like, I was never bullied in high school. And everyone was like, we hated him. Right. Except <laughs> no one hated me, Corey. I'm the most loved person on the planet. Some, you sound a little bit like a Sony movie executive right now. Uh, yeah, except I actually have the credentials. Uh, <laughs> Sony movie execs were like, look look at how much the Twitter people are having fun with us. Yeah, I just, I, I just, first of all, movies typically, I can't think of the last time a movie got re-released. Well, like, that, other that wasn't than, like, Avatar or Avengers. Yeah, like, specific huge event things. Well, the two of them were chasing number one. So, like, I understand why they both did re-releases. Because they're just... They just kept passing each other. Okay, fine. I get it. I get what they're doing. And it's funny and it's silly and people indulge them and, and spend their money. That's fine. Can you think of another time when someone was like, we should re-release that movie? I'm not talking about, like, weird special 25th anniversary type stuff. I mean... Literally, like, the movie came out this year, and then eight months later, like, hey, we're going to do another release of this. Yeah, I can't think of another time where that happened. <laughs> I know sometimes they do limited releases. Like, if a movie, like, is doing, like, if it won an Oscar or something, they might do, like, a limited run release. I've seen that a couple times. That clearly isn't the case here. Yeah, like, how many awards does Morbius have? Or was even nominated for <laughs> Uh, it probably was nominated for a Razzie. That doesn't count. That's being bad. <laughs> it's an award, okay? I guess. If you win one, it goes on the plaque. That's true. Tell you right now, if I won a Razzie, I would hang it up next to anything else I ever win. If I ever win anything. That makes sense. Ever. My whole life. You should just buy trophies. <laughs> you know it's actually I used to be a trophy and ribbon winning machine when I was a uh, in, in children's karate you just had everything I was a taekwondo junior black belt by the time I was nine years old truly a weapon I really, I really was I was the Cassandra Kane of my time I was the first silent bat girl, but you know, I talked and I was a boy and stuff. So, yeah, I was Robin, I guess. It's kind of a downer. Oh well, uh, I guess I was Robin. I was one of the Robins, probably Jason Todd with my luck. Uh, you did, you did get thrown off a mountain. That's true. I and I, I have had uh, experience similar enough to getting beaten with a crowbar, so. Yeah. That feels accurate. Um, <laughs> Your Joker arc was, was it parked 18 wheeler. Yeah. Joker's just on the other side looking at a roadmap. Where's Gotham? And then I just rear end him, <laughs> explode, and he's like, all right. <laughs> Looks like my job's done. <laughs> well, boys, our work is done here. And then he just moves on. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I I don't know what possessed him to re-release that movie. It was a it was real bad. It was it was pure unadulterated optimism. <laughs> and here's the weirder part. 
like it doesn't even do anything to tie in to Venom, except for it has a Daily Bugle in it. Is a Daily Bugle in it, and doesn't is it was it just a trailer thing, or does the I'm Venom like joke line in the movie? No, he does say that in the movie, and it doesn't. But it's dumb because the movies don't connect in any way. Yeah, but it's like a, a wink nudge, except it's like the heaviest like shove, and like they pointed at it. <laughs> well, and also it's one of the only times. I'm trying to think here. Yeah, except for when he's fighting the bad guy. It's one of the only times he uses his powers. And it also is him showing a lot of personality, like, out of the blue. Like, he's been dark and grim this whole time. And then he intimidates these thugs out of their building where they were making counterfeit $100 bills so that he could steal all their science equipment to start doing his blood study stuff again in secret because the police have raided his lab. So he's just stealing from people. He's a terrible guy. Stealing from criminals. That doesn't make also, him... he obliterates the guy's hand. Just kills him. Like, the guy goes to stab him, and so he catches his hand, and he has all this vampire strength. And so he starts naming the bones as he's breaking them in his hand. <clears throat> it's like he's not a good guy in the scene at all. And then he makes the weird Venom joke, which has no place. Imagine, imagine getting absolutely blown up by like a, a a crazy vampire man, and then he's just pranking you the entire time. Yeah, he's just taunting him the whole time. As the guy goes running out, he's like, eight weeks, you'll be good as new." And he's like, "You crushed every bone in my hand individually." Like he does, he names them, and then like at the end, he's like, "And a pink, and a stinky pinky." <laughs> you like. This is, I really need to think about my life of crime. This is not worth it. Yeah, and like, it's not graphic, like, it shows it or anything. Like, the hand is covered in his hands, like, you can't see it at all. Like, but they make the noises, and he's free. But, like, it's it's clearly a weird form of, like, I guess, acceptable torture. I don't know, like, it's not a superhero move. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess if you want to be like, oh, but he's not a hero, he's like a anti-hero which i got into an art not an argument but like a really long discussion about with zach that anti-heroes aren't a thing yeah they're really not like it was just about they were heroes with attitude and their lines were a little blurrier yeah but i'm like that's every hero everyone has blurry lines that's the entire part of being a person any good any well-written hero is technically an anti-hero by this definition well and to be fair even superman has killed Right, like which I don't agree with, but it it does happen. So like it's it's happened it, before. Yeah, like, it's canon. Like he does it in the movie, and he's done it in the comics. So like it's it is what it is. But I, I in that regard, you're right. Like they all kind of go too far sometimes. The whole thing about the story, the Daredevil show, is like everyone's pushing back against him the whole time. Like you're going too far. This isn't Law and Order. You're a lawyer. Blah blah blah. And he's like, sometimes the law doesn't reach the people it should. And you're like, no, that's fair. I, I agree with you, but I don't. I, I think changing the laws are probably a better idea than beating them with sticks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm fifty fifty. <laughs> I'm fifty fifty on that one. Uh, 
this guy stole billions and billions of dollars in comes like a guy dressed as daredevil just hits him with some sticks for like 45 minutes and then just like, justice is served I mean, I would like for him to make reparations, but I guess if we're not going to do that, then sure, beat him up for a while. But here's what I want. I want Daredevil to have a standing appointment with the guy, like once every three months. Like Forever. (laughs) I like to imagine, like, he just comes in, like, every once in a while, like, hits him with a stick and then just leaves. Okay, how about this? Like, breaks into his office, like, kicks his door down, starts just, like... Wailing just, on him. Just, just beating that crap out of him. Yeah. And then, like, here. knocks over his computers. Yeah, totally just, like leave. stuff. And then he's like, I'll see you in three months, Todd. And he just runs off. And you're like, nah. Here's, here's, here's my question. If you yes. committed an awesome crime, like, not one where people died, but, like, it's still awful. Like, let's say... Oh, I think it's awesome. I was like, oh, man. I did say awesome, but I didn't. I kind of mean it. Like, let's say you steal all the Bitcoin in existence out of everyone's wallets. Or you steal Seth Green's NFT. Okay? Yeah. Um, Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Allegedly. And then you cash in, and now you're a bajillionaire. And, mm-hmm. like, the law is like, well, we can't touch them because we don't have Bitcoin fraud yet on the books. Um... Like technically, he didn't break any of the any of the laws we already have written. Let's say this: you 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 thread the needle, okay? Yeah, like I'm the reason there's laws now. Right, there's gonna be a law next year because of you. That kind of a deal, mm-hmm. but there's not one here. You get away with it. Would you rather let them give you a punishment and like apply the new law retroactively, or? Once every three months for the rest of your life, Daredevil just shows up and kicks the crap out of you. Uh, like, you can keep I, the money if Daredevil kicks the crap out of you. Yeah, because like that's the that's the tough part, right? Like, right. And like, how bad is the beating? Because like, if I'm like an inch of like within an inch of my life every time, like, mate, like I wouldn't survive like two or three of them. It, you'll he'll never beat you to death. But am I gonna have complications for the rest of my life because I keep getting beaten almost to death? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what happens to boxers and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would take the Daredevil only because if I'm young enough, I can just like use it as like a motivation to train hard in <laughs> myself. Go to the gym. <laughs> and like, why'd you pick it? And I'm like, oh man, you look great. I, I, why'd you start working out? Well, every three months, and the daredevil runs into the thing and just starts beating me up. <laughs> your little wristwatch alarm goes off, and you're like, oh my god, you're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used the money to hire a bunch of Russian mercenaries to kill him. Yeah, but like, I, I just imagine that he's like, he would be like a force of nature. Like, no matter how much you send at him, like, he's still going to get to your office and still beat the hell out of you. <laughs> like, so even, this... like, even if you watch him die, you're like, now nah, he's finally done. You'll like open the door and there's a second one. <laughs> Electra's with him that day. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> there was a character in Wolverine who. I think she was like, uh, so in Wolverine's past, he was to, he was going to marry a woman in Japan. He was in love with her, and she was a daughter of Yakuza. 
and the Silver Samurai challenged him to an honor duel, and he beat the Samurai. Uh, but the family was going to keep coming after the two of them. She either takes a poison. Oh, I think she unknowingly drinks poison, if I remember right. Or she takes a sword that was meant for Wolverine. Either way, he's mad at these guys forever. I think it's like her brother who poisons her or who stabs with the sword. Whatever it is. And Wolverine is like, you took something from me that I can never get back. So every year on your birthday, I'm going to come take something from you. Um, and so, like, this story starts, like, fast-forwarding through the years. And every year, he just comes for this dude on his birthday and just takes something from him. One time, it's like a finger. Another time, he takes his nose from him. Like, he just comes and just takes a piece of this guy every time. Uh, it gets crazy. Well, then the story is told during the arc where they were like, we killed Wolverine. Um, and so the story features the birthday where Wolverine is dead now. And Wolverine never shows the guy this time. Like he'd been hiring security for years and Wolverine kills them all. And like nothing this guy does stops Wolverine. Okay. This year he was waiting for him in a garden. And he was going to ask Wolverine to just help him kill himself. Because, like, at this point, Wolverine's taking both his arms and, like, everything else. He was going to ask Wolverine to help him commit Hapkido and kill himself. And Wolverine never shows. And the guy's, the guy's actually sad about it now. And he's like, man, he never forgot my birthday. I don't know why that got me so good, but it really did. <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> I guess it's because people always forget my birthday. That was really funny, though. I like that. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, he was like really sad because he was like, what happened? What happened to the Wolverine? <laughs> it's a weird thought to think that like you could be so abused that you're just like, I miss our usual chats. <laughs> we were friends one he literally took you limb from limb yeah yeah but that he was a long time ago he does it every year he did it last year yeah he would do it every like just take pieces from this guy it's i mean it was it was a brutal story but the end was kind of even sadder i was like oh jeez. it's like oh, stockholm man. syndrome of someone who's just physically attacking you the entire time <laughs> <laughs> It's like Beauty and the Beast, but like he like eats like. Okay, Beauty and the Beast. That's kidnapping, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like okay. he kidnaps, he kidnaps her dad, and then she's like, "I'll stay in his place." Oh well, like, then that's not kidnapping. That's an even exchange. And then she falls in love with him because he likes to read, because he's a <laughs> big nerd, and she. It has a secret thing about animals. Uh, let's be clear. Like, how disappointed are you after he transforms back and it's just some guy? And you're like, well, that doesn't help me. Yeah, no, because let's be let's be real, real, real honest. Women know what they want. All the studies are out there. Women know within seven seconds when they see a guy if they want to have intercourse with him or not. That is established. That is a dating thing. That is a known norm. Women, when they look at a man, they determine within something like seven seconds if, if it's if that's even on the table or not. Now, I, I uh, whatever you know the the 
the pickup artist will tell you that you you it's always on the table. Whatever, whatever. The people who study women's behaviors will tell you they make that decision almost instantly. What that means is somewhere in the back of that woman's mind, she was like, "That dude's built like a lion. I'm into it." Like even scarier than a lion because he's got like the crazy underbite, the big horns, like. Yeah, yeah, he's he's built like a nightmare beast. So really, Belle should have been like this weird, like hipster goth girl. Yeah. Like, oh my god, are you a monster? Oh my god, I'm so into that. Yeah. He's like, like, I will kill you, and she's like, oh baby, oh baby, please, please. Right. Yeah, and like to be fair, like it's not like the townspeople were big fans of Belle, anyways. They were like, yeah, she's pretty, but she's weird, and we don't like her. Everyone but Gaston doesn't that seem doesn't that seem odd too? Like if the whole town is reject. First of all, if I'm Gaston, why am I not dating the triplets? Like they made it pretty obvious it's an option. Uh, I like to imagine because Gaston is uh, not into women and he's just pretending. So the reason he's going after the one woman in town who doesn't like him is yeah. so that he doesn't have to be with a woman. Correct. Oh, I'm going full like he's doing it as a ploy. <laughs> what's the friend who what's the friend's name Rumier or something like that something I don't know he's French no one knows so him and the friend like they're out late on hunting trips correct and they're like we can never tell anyone right and then they're like but they'll know and he's like no I'll just go after Belle and he's like, he, she hates you and he's like exactly yeah it'll be a scorned love and Rumier's like I, that's the only love I know I guess Stone's like, stop touching me. We're hunting. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Look, Disney's just too afraid to be real, you know? I don't know. I think they're right. I think they're real enough. <laughs> hey, um, are you angry that Little Mermaid is black? Not at all. I literally don't care. <laughs> I um I found it to be very odd. Who cares about these things? Like, especially because, like, it's like literally, this has no bearing on anything. Like, like was 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 Ariel your mom? No, it literally doesn't matter. Well, and and the bigger thing, it's ju- it's not real. Yeah, it's a like story. we're in a whole different realm of not real though. Like, okay, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Emma Watson plays Belle. And it's they do seem very similar, like in personality. I get it. Like, okay, fine. Plus, I heard she actually really wanted that and like campaigned for that role. Okay, great. But then they did, they did another one. Was it Snow White? They did Snow White, but the uh, nah. Wait, they did they do Snow White? They did Dumbo. Yeah, the Tim Burton one. I never watched it. I haven't. I didn't see that one either. And they did one other one though, where they changed something else. Cinderella. They did Cinderella. But it was just a white lady. Well, but they changed one of the people in it. Maybe the fairy godmother? I think. But, like, that doesn't matter. Well, it it did matter. People were upset. And then now, literally a mermaid that will never exist, they're mad about. Yeah, I never I never understood, like, like, this is the one thing where, like, you guys are going to get mad about a storybook character from a thousand years ago on a movie that's almost 40 years old. 
Yeah, I don't like. I don't understand. And then, um, <sighs> one of the one of the guys, one of the one of the YouTube guys. Of course, it's always one of the YouTube guys. Someone's gonna be mad about something. So he's the one who made the anti uh, trans people movie. What is a woman? Uh-huh. He then said, "Nico, you gotta, you gotta brace yourself for this. Are you ready?" Never. He said this. Scientifically, it wouldn't make sense for a mermaid to be dark skinned. How many mermaids does he know? Uh, listen. Scientifically, he knows a few things. Okay. We That's don't why know anything about the ocean. Titled, "What is a woman?" There because is scientifically, literally... he knows stuff. Right. There's literally like what, what didn't science recently publish it like a, some study that was like, yeah, we know even less about the ocean than we actually thought. Yeah, uh, they have no idea. They have none. Um, also, I mean, it would just depend on how deep down in the water that would determine the color. Like there are dark skinned fish. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Or like they're see through. Like it would have been even like, oh, man, that would have been terrifying. <laughs> Imagine if the mermaid was clear. Oh. Let's not. Terrifying, right? Like, a part of this world. Yeah, so you can see, like, all their bones and stuff. Gross. (gasps) Or she's got, like, a crazy bite and then, like, a little light sticking out of her forehead like those fish. Yeah. Terrifying. Truly, truly horrifying. Like, like if honestly, if you wanted to, like, like I like I get like doing like a Tim Burton Dumbo like that makes sense. Like Little Mermaid is one you could get really weird and like really dark on, and people would like. I think people would love it. Yeah, because you got to go down in like Ursula. Like there's got to yeah. be a magic sea witch here. Right. Um, also, there's mermaids, which means there's going to be a kingdom of Atlantis. There's going right. to be a massive fight between King Trident, and he's going to be throwing magic around at Ursula, like. Stuff is going to go down in this movie. So, yeah, they could have done some nuts stuff here. Um, but scientifically. Yeah, what, yeah whatever. Scientifically. Dude. Scientifically, this fairy tale character shouldn't be the skin color because I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> that's what that's what it should have read as. <laughs> I- Someone on Twitter posted the clip of him saying it. He was like, scientifically speaking, though. And I was like, no, nah, can't do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the worst excuse. <laughs> like, no, but, no, but statistically, it's like, no, uh, you're not uh, helping anyone. Yeah. I now am to the point where I don't know that I have to listen to people finish stupid ideas. You, you just, you just, just move on. It's not worth your time. It's <laughs> like, you- I'm Just 39 years old. I don't have to listen to you be a moron anymore. Like you didn't have to in the first place. They were, yeah, you were trying to be you to. were trying to be courteous is what it was. Uh no, I just didn't I didn't have the social skills to realize I could just walk away. It wasn't even about being courteous. I just really thought like I'm obligated to sit here. But like now I know I'm not. It's like <laughs> one of my favorite memes uh that I have saved on my phone at all times is it is it it's it's just a skeleton running, and it says in giant letters, "You can just run away." And it's <laughs> like it's like conversations, people, bills, the police. 
awkward situations. I mean, yes. You can just run away, and it's just a skeleton, like, absconding. <laughs> That's a good word, absconding. I like it. Um, we got a couple minutes here, so I'll, I'll, I guess I'll brag on myself. It's been a fun week. Um, Friday, I get to appear on a Colorado radio station. Look at that. Making a return to Colorado. And I uh, appeared on Colorado radio station on Wednesday, yesterday. Look at that. So I'm pretty much the Colorado expert on Texans. The textbook? That's right. You're welcome, guys. Yeah, the Battle Red radio stuff's been going great. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, Hope everybody takes the time to check it out. Uh, I also mentioned Nerd Thug Radio on there, so they got to so some shameless plugs there too. Going universal here. We're cross promoting, cross promoting. That's what we do. Uh, yeah, man, it was it was a lot of fun though. It was cool to kind of go on the air and like did they, did they roast you like roast you about how terrible the Texans did? Well, it was interesting because. You know, other cities don't know about other cities. And I didn't think about this. But a lot of his questions were kind of based on the viewpoint of, like, what is the city of Houston kind of, like, general reaction to these events and these things? Uh, and, of course, the first question was about Deshaun Watson. Yep. Um, it was sort of, um, you know, has the cloud lifted? Like, what's that been like kind of a deal? Um, and I explained how we're when just the trying to first happened, it. everyone was sort of annoyed that we didn't get enough. Oh, then, I thought I thought we made out like bandits, but well, everyone remember everyone was killing them at first, and then when none of the settlements went through, then everyone was like, "Oh my god, we got a king's hall for all this." Yeah, and I was like, "Yup," and we don't have to give it all back. I made a Case Keenum reference, which is cool because he was a starter there for a year. Ah, uh, good old Case Keenum. Yeah, I talked about how even before Deshaun Watson, there was Case Keenum, who was the hometown boy, and. The fans were just thrilled to have a hometown guy, so they were just trying to make him like a star, even though he was terrible and you know, like it just never worked. And so they were thrilled to have Deshaun Watson, but we're already trying to move on on Reddit. They're calling Davis Mills General Mills. I mean, that's that's funny, but like that's mainly because it's a serial. It's it's clever, but like they're. they're the city of Houston is just dying for somebody to be a star. Like, it's why we love J.J. Watt. Like, almost any other team, I don't know that he would have been a star. Like, they just would have loved their guy, but he wouldn't have been, like, the star. But because there was just nothing here in Houston, everyone was like, we love him. It's true. He is He is 100% the Texan. Yeah. All right, that's about it for us. We're going to wrap it up right there. That's a nice. That's a nice, happy place to end it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Tune in next week with more Nerd Thug Radio.